Hello, I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast, a lounge-like pub-style drinking show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. Today, I have a special guest on the podcast. We talk about wildlife art, photography, travel, social media, and much more. I first met our guest on Twitch and immediately became mesmerized with her ability to draw and talk with people at the same time. Her welcoming persona, along with the majestic animals she rendered in charcoal, had me hooked. Please welcome to the show, Miss Vanessa Lee Jones. How are you? Great. It's good to have you. I got to ask too, what is the weather like where you're at right now? Well, see, on a, an average day, I would probably rub it in and say it's perfect. <laughs> it 77 degrees, no humidity. But today, it's about 55 and drizzling. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> yeah, got to keep it real sometimes with weather. It's sunny and 45 here. So it's almost like air conditioning outside. Yeah, at least you get the sun. Yes. I have, I have gray. Oh, what are we drinking today? Today, and this is probably... A reflection of my California, you know, half Mexican um, upbringing. I have a Corona light. <laughs> nice. I have, and and we got to, I got to, I got to interject here. We, uh, I just texted Paul not long ago for everybody listening. And he was like, oh, that's today. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I totally forgot. So I've got a really big bottle of beer here. That's probably more than I should have. But it's a coffee blonde ale from Sons of Toil Brewing, which is uh, an Ohio beer. It's only 4.9%, so I should be okay, but it's 22 ounces, so. Wow. Yeah, we will uh, take it easy on that. The other thing that's fun about this this episode, it airs after St. Amateur Day at the bar. <laughs> so <laughs> anybody, anybody listening, if you're, uh, if you're fighting a hangover, you know, I know you probably don't want to listen to people talk about booze. So let's get into the main topics. <laughs> I found you on Twitch. I don't remember exactly how it happened, mm -hmm. but um, I don't know if you were recommended or how it worked. But I don't remember how you popped in either. I know it was in October, and yeah, we just hit it off yeah. on you right away. Yeah, your art is so cool, and I was I was amazed. You you really only started in 2017, right? Is that is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I took my first drawing class in 2017. Um, just basic drawing at an art center um, and then switched to portrait drawing and pretty much the whole time charcoal was our medium and you know I did it I would say sporadically um, I maybe drew on average once a month until last year um, in June is when I started first was my first wildlife animal ever i was a an elephant because my um my sister had adopted an elephant for me through the sheldrick trust as a oh, birthday cool. present that is so cool and she yeah she had the idea because um i had gotten laid off in april because of a merger not coronavirus um and i had I had these big dreams of traveling the world for a year and going on safari for a couple of months and wasn't able to do it. So she thought, you know, adopting this elephant through Sheldrick Trust would be, um, you know, special to me. And, and of course it was. So to, to kind of honor that and celebrate um, Zawadi, which is the elephant's name, oh, really uh, cool. I drew her, uh, yeah, I drew her <laughs> portrait and something happened. I can't, I can't even describe it, but it was just this energy and this pull of not only needing to draw her, but then once I was done, needing to do more. Yeah. Um, and so all of that kind of happened in June and the rest is history. <laughs> That's fantastic. So you, you actually, and I've, I've talked to other artists do this and I do it myself. You get a real connection with the subject when you're yes. working on it. It's just so amazing. Yes, absolutely. It's addicting almost. It um, is. Yeah, and and you know, I can I can honestly I I've drawn so many leopards <laughs> by now, <laughs> but they don't get old. It's just you discover uh, a new energy behind their eyes, behind um, you know, the the shape of the body, how they're sitting, 
what they're looking at, um, the little the little marks on their faces. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just always something interesting to um, to pull you back to. And a lot of your references come from a safari trip you've already taken. Is that correct? Yes. So I took that uh, particular safari in um, December of 2018, mm-hmm. um, primarily in Tanzania. So if you're um, familiar, I'm sure you've heard of Mount Kilimanjaro. Mm-hmm. So there's um, a park nearby called Tarangiri. Um Beautiful, just stunning features. A lot, a lot of elephants. And then um, the Nimgronogor crater mm-hmm. um, in Nindutu, which is probably my favorite place in Tanzania. And then um, Serengeti, of course. That's fascinating. Yeah. And what's nice about it, too, is you're kind of, you're hitting multiple birds with one stone in the sense that not only did I take the pictures, and those pictures are mine, but now I have the copyright yeah. to those reference photos. Yeah. So I can not only draw, but then sell, um, which is important as an artist. Yeah. And, and you're kind of a, a dual medium artist. You do artwork as a traditional artist and you also do photography. Is that correct? Do you sell your photos? Yes. Awesome. Yep, exactly. So um, again, it's all about, <laughs> all about trying to make the, the most out of your efforts. Yeah. Um, and so. They're having both those avenues is really helpful. That is really cool. I think a lot of artists, uh, and myself included, the more we can in, kind of incorporate our entire process into what we do, yeah. it just becomes so much more fun. Um, yeah. I, I really dig. I, I kind of backed away from the photography myself in terms of uh, being somebody you could hire to do photography, mainly so I could just focus on photography for my own work. And mm-hmm. it just, it, packaged it all together and I just I appreciate it so much more than I used to I mean I'll still do the occasional job but um, getting your own reference photos and even working from life is is really the best way an artist can work because you you do get you do get kind of a sense of familiarity if that sounds right Mm -hmm. with the subject matter I know exactly uh, what you mean it's almost like you are able to have context behind that energy you're trying to replicate yeah. or that situation or that light or the, the sounds of nature. I mean, you're in that moment, Yeah. whether you're drawing from life or drawing from a reference photo that you took. Exactly. I was going to say, yeah, when you're, I, I've never been able to experience a safari, so I, I can't really put all the other senses on it, but you know, the, the sunlight hitting the grass and the, um, the sound, um, the mm-hmm. smells, the, I mean, everything, it's all, it, it has to come out when you're working on these pieces. I mean, you yeah. just kind of a reminder, so to speak, which is fantastic. You know what I always thought? So I, I did the safari kind of about the same time that I first started dabbling into art. It just kind of hit me. How cool would it be to have an art safari? Yes. I mean, going on safari, but then also carving out times to actually sketch things you know to just sit there and and draw the landscape or you know observe these lions i mean the way that the safaris are structured that i know of don't really do that it's kind of like you know bing bang boom you're going to to one place and then the other and um you know and then having maybe a, a teacher there to or not a teacher but somebody to maybe help (laughs) <laughs> yeah, hone some yeah. drawing skills exactly. i don't know a facilitator maybe there you yeah. go yeah that's pretty cool that's a good idea i i've often thought in a in a perfect world for me as an artist would be to literally travel places and yeah. in the morning my perfect day would be in the morning get up drive someplace or, or get prefer preferably public transportation so i could do other things but mm-hmm. basically get where i want to go sit and and draw sketch you know whether it be on the ipad or in a traditional sketchbook or whatever and then around lunchtime head into a pub somewhere grab a drink get to know some of the people maybe have a few conversations and then after lunch go off and and spend the rest of the evening kind of doing that and then when Mm -hmm. i get back to the hotel or wherever just write about it share what i know have all the photos i've taken through the day and 
and all that. And basically just go through life documenting what I see as an artist, if that makes any sense. And it's absolutely kind of the way I feel like you're describing a safari, an art safari. You could just spend the whole day experiencing nature and wildlife. And mm-hmm. I think it'd be so much fun. Yeah, man. It, there are so many talented artists. I mean, truly phenomenal, amazing artists. Even, I mean, on Twitch alone. Uh, and, and Twitch is just probably a very, very, very small subset of yeah. the art community. And it's like, with all of this talent, it is such a shame that a lot of us cannot make a living off of that, cannot exactly. monetize this, I mean, tr- truly uh, awe-inspiring talent. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. That's actually a pretty good segue to talk about Twitch and making money as an artist, actually, because <laughs> um, <laughs> we all know it's difficult. And I think the majority of the folks listening are in the same boat as the rest of us, where it's just, you know, you're just waiting for something to happen, you know, and, and you're pushing mm-hmm. things, you're putting things out there and you're, you're doing your best. I got into Twitch mainly because I wanted to make videos about making art, but I didn't really have time for the edits and I thought maybe the community would be good. And I'm still not quite sure if I want to be on Twitch. Um, mm-hmm. What are your, what are your thoughts on the future uh, of what you're doing with Twitch and, and other methods of getting people to know you're, you're an artist. So uh, I think Twitch is a, is a great place to uh, connect and collaborate with other artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think really it just depends what you want to get out of Twitch. Um, I think being able to monetize and earn an income off of Twitch, that's very difficult. Yeah. Not impossible, but you know, it is very difficult. Um, what's really cool about the art community is that it's truly a community. And once you start to make friends with people, you, you know, see them in other streams and you yeah. get, you catch up and you check in with people. And it's, I think again, really great for um, making those artistic connections um and especially during this unique time in the world um really offers that place for socialization yeah and for creativity i mean yeah because it's it's hard it really is i mean when i sit down and i'm sure you feel this too when i sit down and i I start to work sometimes it's just a really lonely place to be when you're in your Mm -hmm. studio working and and uh, when you put the cameras on and you start doing some work on Twitch, people start showing up, asking questions, and you get <laughs> to know them. It's fun. It really is. It's like, wow, it's, I'm not totally alone here. <laughs> yeah, so. it is. I, I think for me personally, I have to be in that headspace, though. I have to be in the mindset for um, wanting that socialization and... um because the the one drawback with Twitch is I get distracted <laughs> because I, I I like to talk I'm, I am a people person, um, but it's for for me it's hard to do that when I'm creating yeah because when I'm drawing I forget the world yeah. I go into this space where I don't hear what's going on around me. I don't see what's going on around me. It's just me and the canvas and my thoughts on how to convey these shadows and these lines and, and the light reflecting from the eyes. Um, so it is a little difficult to be both social and artistically productive. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that too because I find myself working not only too slow and yep, yep. and all that kind of stuff. I also find that it's a real commitment to yes. you know, put everything up and and you know, some people have studios for it. I get that, but you know, for those of us who don't, it's kind of you're putting things together and you got to make a a time slot um 
they always tell us, you know, you're better off to be on at the same time, every time, every week. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I find myself spending more money than I was making. So it was like, well, is this really good for me? And the, the art was right. changing too. You know, the, my collectors collect one thing and I was doing something else on Twitch because it was easier for me to, to share. Um, mm -hmm. Not saying I couldn't do everything that way. I mean, it's, you know, I just got to work it out, I guess. But I, I find that it, it just wasn't a good, perfect fit for me. It might be an okay mm -hmm. fit every once in a while, but I don't, I don't know that I'm going to spend much more time on Twitch. I completely agree. Um, I think you and I probably started streaming around the same time. Mm -hmm. And after a couple of months, it was like, oh. Yeah. What's yeah. the ad value here? Exactly. And again, I think I think it just depends what you're looking to get out of it. And you know, if I'm thinking about it from a sociological or behavioral perspective, I do think that a lot of people are there for the social aspects. Yeah. Um of creativity and connecting and um entertainment value. I know for a while there um I hard well, I hardly turn on the TV to begin with, but definitely um, when I was thinking about watching TV, instead I would go to Twitch and I would say, mm -hmm. who's online? Or um, they actually stream safaris every morning and <laughs> oh, evening. Wow. And so I was watching <laughs> game drives um, on Twitch, which is actually pretty cool. That is um, cool. So yeah, I mean, as, as an artist and then putting in the effort um, you know, I think that's a very different calculation than being a just a, a person to go on and observe and, and ask those questions. Have you have you actually started? Have you, you've only pretty much worked in charcoal. Is that correct? Yep. That's pretty much all I've done. I've I've done a few oils, a few acrylic and a few pastel pencils, but I just keep going back to charcoal for some reason, which is funny because. I've always liked really vibrant paintings, mm -hmm. um, kind of like, and art deco. So, you know, very strong lines right? Um, and very um, defined colors, but actually doing it, there's just something about charcoal. <laughs> That's cool. I was wondering if you'd maybe branched off into pastels or anything like that, since it's similar only with color. Yeah, I um, and that's why I did, you know, recently buy buy a set of some um, Carbothellos. Oh yeah, and I think I'm still gonna to dabble in it. Um, I, I just need to be comfortable. Yeah, I think with colors and blending the colors rather than blending shadows and highlighting. I'll say, the most difficult thing being an artist is the drawing process, and. <laughs> I think I think you're doing a fantastic job with the proportions and things. I've I've seen probably even in the last few months of knowing you, I've seen such a huge change Thanks. in in progression. I mean, it's like you're just you keep this going. It's going to be amazing. I mean, really, they're, Thank you. they're great now, but it's going to be really really amazing what you come up with. I appreciate that. I mean, you know, it's it's practice. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. That's a big, big thing. And I know a lot of folks don't want to hear this, but um, you, you, you have to fail. You have to. Oh, my gosh. You know, you got to start. <laughs> you got to start a painting and go, oh, that does not look good. You know, <laughs> so. so it's no, it's it's actually it's great that you said that. And when you said the word fail, that resonated so deeply with me, because for me, one of the biggest benefits of art in my life has actually been to overcome the fear of failure. Yeah. And um, for me, when I was first starting, I would stare at a blank page <laughs> for minutes and we're in art class, right? And so everybody's going and going and going, um, you know, try, trying as much as they can to get on paper so that then the, when the teacher comes around, you know, they can get critiqued and, yeah. and whatnot. And meanwhile, I'm just staring at this white blank paper because I'm mapping out each stroke, each <laughs> line, you know, how am I going to convey this light over here? How am I going to convey, you know, the angle of the leg? And I was so in my head because I was afraid 
to put something on paper and then yeah. not it not be right. Oh, absolutely. And so it's it's truly an exercise of overcoming that fear, that hesitation, and realizing you could erase it. You can fix <laughs> right, it. Right. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and I would say that the success of a drawing. For me, 80% of what I would call success is honestly just starting the first stroke. Absolutely. Um, You win right there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's a habit. It really is. It's it's not. Yes. It's not a, yeah. and I've, I've had this conversation before with other folks. It's, it's not a goal to get the painting done or the drawing done. It's a habit of knowing you got to start. And you got to go through the process because mm-hmm. somewhere along the line, there's going to be something you do that you wish you didn't. And you're going to try right. to fix it. And then you're going to keep trying to fix it. And then you're going to it's, try to do the lines right. You're going to try to get the edges right. And mm-hmm. as you go, you realize, I can live with that. I'll move on. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. eventually you have to know when to stop. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the train got going and you're going, okay, this is perfect. I like this. And then... Uh, I got to stop, you know, and yeah. that's the habit. You do it again tomorrow. You do it again the next yep. day. And that's, that's where I fail terribly as an artist. I, these podcasts, I can just sit down and talk cause I, I like to talk and the gear, I like the gear. It just kind of, it, it all, all the things that make me feel all warm and fuzzy <laughs> about <laughs> doing a podcast are easy. Um, mm-hmm. And when I walk into the studio, a lot of times it's, okay, what can I do? What can I do today? You know, and it's the habit of actually getting at the easel or getting at the drawing table and doing something that is the hardest part for me, just starting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I'm kind of like you. I just, there's, there's a fail there that is looming over my brain saying, you know, nobody's going to buy it. Nobody's going to, mm-hmm. um, want this when you're done with it or the price is going to be too high or all these things. Cause I, I'm really bad about documenting everything and having a plan for everything that every, every piece I do has to cost a certain amount of money, take a certain amount of time to do and all these things. And I, I know there's artists listening who do the same thing. They, they overanalyze and they let that make them fail. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a battle really every day Mm -hmm. to do something. And it's, I don't know, sometimes you just take the canvas and throw it and you're like, this damn, (laughs) this damn thing just is awful. You know, I don't want to do it no more, you know? Um, but that's okay. And that's, that's the part that, you know, it it works that way. You know, if Mm -hmm. if you went on safari and it rained the whole time and you were like, ah, this is no good. Then you're missing the opportunity to say, but look at these great pictures I got in weather that people don't always see, mm-hmm. you know, or I can work from things that are, you know, the atmosphere is different and, and all that kind of stuff. You just kind of, I think, embrace the failure a little bit more and create habits that make you happy as an artist and things kind of move on from there. I don't know. That was pretty deep. Just- no, I completely agree. I mean, when you're, when you're describing all of this, I, I was thinking to myself, there is some feng shui Buddhist Zen elements going on <laughs> right. with art. I mean, it's really, it's mind training on so many different levels. Um, you know, like we, we were saying, you, you just have to start. You have to get over this fear of failure. You mm-hmm. have to develop habits. Um, you have to know when to stop. That's the balance, the yin and yang. Um, there, there are so many, I think, deeper subconscious things going on. Um, with the practice and process of art. As, as your work has progressed and you've taken classes, how, how important, because I know how I feel about it. I'm just going to say it out loud before we get too far into this. I always regret not going to art school mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> how, yeah. how has training for what you're doing, um, how have you been affected or I don't know the right words to use really right now, but what, how has education played a part in what you're doing? I So it's funny, actually, that you do talk about art school because I um, was actually 
uh, talking about the same topic with Pew, our mutual yeah. Twitch friend. Yeah. Um, because he said he had done two years of art school and and it exposed him to so many different mediums and so many different tricks. Um, and I just kept thinking, that's what I need. I just I need a deep dive in and kind of making myself try so many different techniques, try so many different even styles of drawing that I wouldn't necessarily do on my own. Yeah. But I think, you know, be, being able to um, have some direction um, and again, that exposure could just mean, well, maybe I don't necessarily go with that style or maybe I don't go with that medium, but I can incorporate some really cool things into my charcoal that's never been done before. Yeah. Or, um, and the thing is, of, of course you can learn these things on your own. Uh, there's YouTube channels mm-hmm. galore on mm-hmm. drawing and, and whatnot, but wouldn't it be something to just devote a specific amount of time of your life, your effort, your mornings and evenings to, I don't know, expanding those horizons. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I have very, very briefly, but definitely thought maybe I should just go back to school and do some do do some art. But I don't know. There, I guess there's also something to be said to learning it on your own. You know. Yeah. Going back to the to the fail part. Okay, this didn't work. So maybe I could try this other thing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I think the process is longer. Um. Yeah, and you, and and also you could. I guess you can look at it this way. I'm I'm trying to analyze this too as we talk, but it it can also be one of those things where you just if you go to art school, you may not have the right questions yet. Whereas yeah. if mm-hmm. you try to teach yourself something and you realize I need help with this, and then that's yeah. when you go into art school and you know all that. <laughs> I, I don't know that you're going to get all the answers from art school, and that's the one thing that really bothers me with school. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that, um, and, and I I think that that is probably true for any education in the yeah. sense. So it's not until you live life that you know what some of the problems and solutions can be so that, you know, I don't know, you, you just have a different perspective. And, right. and I think it's different learning it on your own versus being told. So actually making the mistake yeah. <laughs> and learning from it versus, <laughs> you know, reading in a book don't do this thing. You should right. do this other. <laughs> right. You probably won't remember it. I've had this career, a very specific career, somewhat niche. And now that I've had some time off, I'm thinking, and I've been doing art so much, and I'm thinking of, of the next steps ahead for me, is do I go back into that job where it was interesting and, you know, I got my paycheck and you know, some, some cool experiences or do I do something that makes me happy and is maybe not high paying right? and has more risk <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, you know, I, and I, I've come to the point in life where life really is too short. It is. But also you have to be responsible. So yep. how how do you, you know, make sure that you can earn a living and put food on the table, but then be happy? <laughs> exactly. exactly. It shouldn't be as hard as it is, but it is. It is. And it's, it's one of the things, too, where a lot of folks, when we, when we get our passion involved in it, mm-hmm. um, the, the pricing becomes difficult. And I think that's why it's so hard for people to price their art is because it's, it's a passion. They want it to work and they want to be able to sell stuff. But they forget there's so many costs of doing business that go along with yeah. being an artist mm-hmm. that if you want to be profitable, it it can't be cheap. It, yeah. And yeah. that's that's where really when you get out there to the customer, uh, hopefully the client eventually and, and collector even, uh, you get to a level where um, you're selling things that can sustain your standard of living and nobody wants to starve. That's... That was my biggest thing in high school. I thought, man, every every artist I know starves. You know, right? I didn't want to be that guy. I, w- I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be able to pay my bills. I wanted to be able to do things. 
for myself mm-hmm. and that required money. And I don't know. I don't know. It's, this is a deep, deep conversation. I think we could probably go a lot of different directions with it. <laughs> um, I, I, I just really enjoy discussing these things and, and, and I know everybody listening to, I gotta, I gotta say this out loud. It's like when you, when you sit down as an artist and you, and you think about what, what you want to do with your life and you start putting together, you know, do I, do I take that leap? Right. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not condoning anybody take a leap and quit something that is doing well for them. But your, your only hang up is time. And I know that my biggest hang up is time. So the 40 hour job mm-hmm. gets in the way most of the time. I, I had a terrible day yesterday. Absolutely terrible. Uh-huh. I, um, I got up and I was like, gangbusters getting ready to do things and everything that created friction in my life or that could create friction getting me out of my habits did cause that and it put me in a mood mm-hmm. where I just couldn't paint and mm-hmm. um I know I'm not alone with this but when you when you get into a certain mood there there is no creating art that day mm-hmm. you know you just kind of have to step back and go well okay I'll just eat a pizza and watch <laughs> a movie or something so yeah yeah. I don't know. No, I, I had a moment like that myself um, this past week. I went online to look for jobs and it was so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, couldn't, and I was in the morning. So I had all of these hopes of the next drawing I was going to work on and, and, you know, finish making this reel, this Instagram reel and doing this other thing. You know, I had it all mapped out, but okay. Okay, going back to, well, you still need to put food on the table. Yeah. So um, looking at jobs online, and it was just so depressing. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think people, I don't think you have to choose one or the other. I think you can do both. There's yes. no reason yeah, yeah, yeah. why th- this is a big hang-up of mine. I think people confuse professional with the amount of time they put into it. You can be a professional painter, professional mm-hmm. artist professional photographer, professional, whatever you want to do from your passion outside of your work and not even do it full time and be very successful at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Side hustle. <laughs> We've actually reached last call already. Can you believe that? What? Yes. What? How did that yes. happen? I don't know. It just, <laughs> we got off on so many, so many discussions. <laughs> um, This is the part where I ask rapid fire questions and give everyone listening enough time to finish their drink, or you could grab one more. That's what I did. But anyway, I got to ask you, and these are all rapid fire. You can take your time, however you want to do it. What is the perfect safari for you? Oh, the perfect safari. That's a good question. Oh, my brain is like exploding with the options. (laughs) I think. Being able to um, stay in one place for um, a good period of time, so probably four days at each camp would be a good um, good first start, you know, when you're planning it out. And knowing that each camp probably caters to different types of wildlife. So knowing what you want to see will help um, f- help you figure out which types of camps you want to go to. I know for me, I, my perfect safari would involve a place that has a lot of leopards <laughs> Yeah, because I, I love leopards. I only saw one from a very, very far distance oh. hidden in a tree um, <laughs> on my last one. You know how much I love my leopards. Yeah. Um, so a perfect safari would be lots of time, of course, being able to see different types of wildlife. Yeah. Um, but then have a good portion of it focused on leopards. That's cool. Yeah. Slow down and enjoy it. You know, really yeah. savor the moment. That's awesome. Yeah. And have and and have the opportunity to do some art, of course. Oh, absolutely. Pictures, <laughs> yeah. art, relaxing, com- having good conversation about it. That'd be, yeah. be fun, too. Uh, what was the most difficult piece of art you've ever created what gave you the most most frustration the most challenge piece so i'm looking around at my pieces right now i don't have a lot on my walls (laughs) because i live in a small space with slanted ceilings 
Um, and I, I tend to draw 18 by 24 is very large. Um, but my eye keeps coming back to this lion pair that I drew. It was the first time that I had ever drawn two subjects in one, uh, on one paper. And I didn't think I would, I would do well because of, because there are, you know, are more details of course in there. And so I actually started drawing this on a scrap piece of paper that had some water paint blue splatters on it. Um, and I was first drawn to, um, drawn to, to do this because it reminded me of my parents. It's a male lion and a female lion. Um, and you just see the strength in their eyes, but they're, they're kind of nuzzled together. Um, you know, it's like, Hey, we got this. And it was actually in one sense, really hard because I put that emotional attachment on it. And as I'm drawing it, it's like, no, I'm doing this for my parents. I got to do this for my parents. It has to come out right. Um, of course they didn't know that I was doing this for them at all, but it was, it was you know, this pressure I was putting on myself yeah. and I didn't know how to approach it. You know, I'm freehanding everything. Um, and so you want to make sure that the, the proportions are right. Um, and, you know, I think it was just struggling through that emotional attachment. Um, it actually ended up probably being one of my better ones. I think I would agree. It's and such so, a loving piece. It, you can just, thanks. you can see the warmth in it. I think. Yeah. So it has to be that one for sure. How about you? Oh, Wait, no. can I, yeah. can I boomerang that? <laughs> yes, you can. Oh no. Yes. Here it is. <laughs> I just, I just got told. <laughs> oh, wow. It on. My, my most difficult piece. I guess I could go the sentimental route and, uh, talk about doing a piece for my, ch- uh, of my children for, uh, Christmas gifts. We did one year. Uh, cause we wanted to give one to Lisa's parents, wanted to give one to my parents. I actually wanted to do my grandparents too. So mm-hmm. instead of making prints, I did it three times and I realized mm-hmm. I suck. <laughs> I, was oh, like, no. yeah, I was like, no, this is terrible. <laughs> they don't look alike, you know? And I was like, oh no, this is so frustrating. I'm supposed to be good at this stuff, you know? <laughs> and, and it, that was, that was tough, man. It was just one of them things where I was like, ah. And I had just gotten back into it. I I quit for I quit making art altogether for about ten years, wow. and I was like, uh, okay, I got an I got a pencil and a pad of paper. Let's do something, you know. And yeah, that was that was hard because I got to see them all together, mm-hmm. and I got to see all my mistakes from each one. And <laughs> I call them mistakes. I look back at it now. And, it makes them all unique. They're all different, but they're all the same subject. And it's, it's kind of cool. So I would say it was probably the most difficult. You know, I think when you're drawing um, something or someone that you see often, it makes it harder because you know, you know, the shape of their nose. Yeah. You know the the slight curvature of their chin. And if it's, if it's just a fraction of a degree off, your brain is probably going to realize that and say, oh, yes, absolutely. Something off. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's definitely a challenge <laughs> there. Describe your perfect day as an artist. Oh, my perfect day as an artist. Um, you know, here's the funny thing. Being unemployed, I can kind of make that <laughs> every day. Um, somewhat of my perfection, but definitely needs to be sunny and warm outside because I do yeah. the majority of my work um, in our little courtyard. So a bright, sunny day where I can be under the shade of an umbrella. Um, and I would start a brand new drawing from scratch every day. Um, oh, nice. at, at, yeah, like you know, eight thirty, nine a.m. Still having coffee, and as I'm sipping away at my coffee, I'm kind of doing the outline of a new drawing, listening to some really good, likely classic rock, yeah, because uh, that's what I tend to jam out to. <laughs> and um, yeah, honestly, just working, working away at it 
through lunch, being able to eat my, my sandwich on the side and, and draw at the same time and then finish it. Um, I, I do not let um, drawings peter out unfinished. Again, yeah. I'm still kind of new at this, but there's something about closing the loop on certain drawings. And I know that a lot of other artists spend many more hours on something than, than I probably do. Um, but there's something, there's, there's such, I don't know, not pride, but there's just something in being able to close the loop and, and being able to step away and say, dude, I did that. Right. (laughs) That's awesome. And so having, I guess, having that whole process in a day would be great. And then no mental hangups also would make a perfect day. Yeah. So. No interruptions, nothing, just like, really, yes. Yeah. That's cool. What is a painting or drawing that you have always wanted to do but haven't done? That's a fantastic question because it's it's always looming. (laughs) It really is. I mean, is... Like, is there a specific reference photo or maybe a subject matter to say, oh, I've always wanted to draw this person or I've always wanted to capture, you know, this mountain? Yes. Do you have something like that? Yes. I spent several years um, in hard rock and heavy metal photography. I would do a lot of concerts and I've seen everybody from, you know, the local club band all the way up to national touring bands with audiences of 20,000 or more. Uh, at a a given given thing you turn around to see all these people just loving it so i've got literally thousands of photos to look at and i constantly go back and forth saying well why don't you just do a painting of that because that would be so cool to do this and do that and (laughs) put it together Mm -hmm. and it doesn't fit in the stuff that i sell so there's always this Mm -hmm. reservation of but my collectors won't like it and Again, I'm being over analytical and everything. I always look at how much paint I use. I look at the cost of the paint. I start thinking, do I really want to invest that much money in materials if nobody's going to want it? And Mm -hmm. are there customers out there who would buy it? And, you know, all this, all this, not all these excuses, I'll say it that way. (laughs) It's always (laughs) an excuse of why not to do it. But yeah, that's, that's on there. And, I honestly want to spend a lot of time in Scotland and Ireland. Uh, well, might as well just say Great Britain because I just really, <laughs> really want to. But basically go around and, and do a lot of daily pen and ink drawings of places and just kind of gather up the culture, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah, a huge, that's a huge thing for me. It's one of the things I've, I've just wanted to do forever. and. I can't really give you a good reason why I haven't other than every time it's a good time, something happens. You know, it's, it's interesting how closely art is tied to, to travel. I mean, you and I keep talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me, the more I've been doing art, the more I look at things differently, the more I actually notice, oh, the reflection on that door handle yeah, or oh, hey, look at how the light just turns, almost turns into that little shadow or alcove. And it's almost like travel and and seeing new things takes on a completely different experience. Yeah. Yeah, the stuff we see every day just becomes gray and old Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not dynamic at all. (laughs) But the minute you step off the plane, you're like, Wow, you know <laughs> this yeah. place is so cool. You know, it's like it's, it's like a, a strobe light. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you just you just want everything. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you can't squeeze enough time into your day to mm-hmm. get it all in. And it's it's sensory overload. I think that's what really makes yeah. it fun for artists because we we look at things and we we see things different. I think. Yeah, I guess the the trick is learning how to have that excitement for life. Yeah. In your everyday, in your own surroundings. Yeah. Which, I mean, do, does happen. It's just different. And maybe that's why Picasso said we need to go back to being more like a child with our that art. That was so true. You know, I can see that. When you were little, it was always, wow, 
you know, everything was new. Everything was fresh. And as you and, get old, you know. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, it's so true. And I, I think, too, kids, they don't have the hangups that we do. Right. You know, like it's almost like fear of failure is, is learned. And exactly. it's something that you do over time. Kids, kids, they just do it. Yeah. They're like, hey, I, I see this over here. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to draw this. Yeah. Or, oh, I have some. I have cheap crayons and, and only two colors. That's okay. I'm going to make it work. Here right. we go. Yeah. Whereas, you know, as adults, it's no, I have to have right. the best, yeah. the best oil and the yeah. best, you know, whatever it is. I can't do this painting without burn umber. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, that's it. That's true. And I, I'm actually, as we're talking about it, thinking to myself, I've always looked at Picasso's words different, almost like he was trying <laughs> to say his artwork had to be playful like a child, but no, I, th- I think in some Artist. aspects, maybe he was talking about himself, just yeah. be less serious and enjoy life. And the art will happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where he was going with it. I don't know. Didn't know him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You have any uh, final thoughts on, on what we've talked about? There's, there's quite a bit here. There really is. I, I mean, I, I think that art is such an emotional exercise, um, you know, and it, and it is a completely unique experience to everybody. But I think I, I keep going back to kind of what we were saying at the beginning, where it's this um, this mental exercise, and it's the process, and it's the routine, and it's it's the act of doing something. Um, and I think, uh, you know, if anybody is listening who maybe is thinking about getting into art or has, you know, has had dreams to try it or to try a new medium, just do it. Yep. Just start. I mean, yep. just start. You never know what'll happen. Um, and it's, it's just getting something on paper. That's what matters. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to back that a hundred percent because, you know, today's the day, you know, don't wait, till don't wait till tomorrow. Just do it. You can find pencil and paper in your house. (laughs) Exactly. Just do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Doesn't have to be a masterpiece. Um, Yeah. I'm sure Leonardo da Vinci had no idea that Mona Lisa was going to be revered as it is today. Yeah. Oh man. I've watched so many documentaries on Mona Lisa. (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So my final thought, I'm going to say it this way. Nobody has to be inside your head. You're the only Mm -hmm. one doing the work. And that's what makes you unique. If we're all painting the same subject, it's going to come out different. Everybody's going to do it different. If your passion is to create, do that. Don't let it stall you. Don't let it, don't let your own emotions tell you that you can't create art that meets your passion that's Mm -hmm. so meta really what i'm saying here but it's (laughs) it's one of the things where you just kind of have to look at it and go you know i'm not going to fail i can't fail because no right nobody else is doing this with your thoughts right yeah and and i exactly i just i think getting started is the biggest thing and i this is probably the the most deep episode we've had yet <laughs> or we really kind of get into art because I, I think it's just both of our brains are working as artists and a lot of times when i have paul here which by the way if anybody's listening go give paul crap that he didn't <laughs> he didn't show up he didn't he totally feels bad about it i really you, you should see his text it's it's hilarious <laughs> but uh poor paul i i just think i don't know i could go on with this too forever but we just as artists we really do need to Buckle down and just do what makes us happy. Not necessarily thinking of the goals, but think of the process. Because we, mm-hmm. all, we all get into that process. And once you start, the zone happens. I don't know an artist alive who doesn't get into the zone within minutes of starting to yeah. work. You know, the whole world just kind of goes away. And you do your thing. And you, you paint, you draw, you create. You know, so that's my final thought. Yeah, and that zone is so uh, is so cool to experience. Yes, I mean 
it's when you think about it, about it from a neuroscience perspective, it's a form of meditation. And meditation is um, a lapse in, in time, a lapse in um, your, your awareness of, of your um, environment. It's when you don't realize that so much time has passed, but it is passing. Yes. And I've um, never reached that point in meditation. I've relaxed me myself <laughs> pretty well, but I've never actually had that moment where I'm like, wow, that was the zone. You know, there's no runner's high for me in meditation. And it's just, it's really weird that art does that. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if it's because some people need to be doing something, let's mm-hmm. say with their hands, but their mind is still able to escape. Yeah. And so... They're occupied. Yeah, they're occupied. That's pretty cool. Share this episode. Subscribe if you are not already. And I'd love for you to leave us a review. I'm thankful all of you listening shared your time with us. And I sincerely hope this episode got you thinking about your creative journey. And it makes you just start. That's the idea. Jonesy, it was great having you here. Really was. Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate it. It was great talking with you. Where can people find your work? What's the best place to hunt you down and see this beautiful work you create instagram is probably the best um vanessa jones studio all one word um check me out cool we'll, we'll put links in the show notes so people can just go click on the link i urge you to do that go give her a follow um she's always creating really cool things and i gotta tell you the videos are fantastic it's so oh, cool thanks. they're so creative <laughs> they're, they're just yeah they are fun it's awesome All right, folks, until next time, may your drinks be tasty and your muse thirsty. See you guys.